Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, October 25th. Uh, I don't know about you, but I am very ready for the weekend. There's been some sickness floating through my house. Uh, I've been battling it as well, so not feeling 100% today, but we press on with the show because we are a daily hockey podcast, and uh, that's just what we do around here. So um, before we get into it today, uh, let me just remind you that I'm your host, Ian McLaren. This is, of course, the Daily Boston Bruins podcast. We discuss all things black and gold, as well as take a look around the NHL to see how the Bruins stack up against the competition and if there's any news, rumors, or notes out there that uh, are relevant to our team. Uh, to keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcasts, please follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. Uh, the podcast is available uh, anywhere that you can find podcasts, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Uh, I don't know what else there is out there these days, but those are the main ones that I know of. Uh, please subscribe, download, rate, review, tell your friends all about the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Uh, I really appreciate the support so far, and uh, this is show number 20, so the end of the fourth full week of the uh, Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. It's been really fun so far. I feel like I'm starting to get into more of a groove with this daily recording and, and feeling more comfortable with it. So thank you so much for bearing with me through these early days and for uh, listening and supporting the show with uh, ratings and reviews and, and nice tweets. Uh, so please continue to, um, yeah, just get the word out there and get people hooked on uh, this podcast, especially if they're Bruins fans, obviously. Uh, to kick off today's show, we're just going to take a look at a couple roster uh, and lineup news and notes in advance of weekend action. The Bruins are playing twice this weekend, Saturday night at home against the St. Louis Blues, and then they are heading down to New York for a Sunday evening game with the New with the Rangers. Uh, then they'll be off Monday, back in action at home on Tuesday against San Jose, but that's looking a bit too far ahead at this point. Uh, in case you missed it this morning, uh, it was first, I think, announced by um, Mark Diver on Twitter, who um, you'll know as uh, really plugged into the Providence Bruins, the college scene around there. Um, he uh, noted that Anders Bjork had been recalled, and then the team made it official this morning before practice that Bjork had been recalled on what they're calling an emergency basis. That is because despite the fact that David Krejci skated at practice and he uh, took some line rushes on the second line with uh, Jake DeBrusque and Brett Ritchie, he will not be able to play tomorrow night against the uh, St. Louis Blues, meaning Bjork is back in the lineup. The Bjork brigade will be uh, out in full force for this one. In practice here on Friday, Bjork was skating on the left side of a line with Charlie Coyle and Danton Heinen, who's moving over to the right side. I tweeted this exact same line combo a couple weeks ago. Obviously not a, a unique thought, but uh, it's great to see Bjork being put in a position to succeed with a couple of solid, dependable uh, forwards in Coyle and Heinen. Um, as noted, Heinen has been moved from the left side to the right side. 
Bjork will be playing his more natural and comfortable left wing position. Heinen able to uh, shift over to the right side and uh, where he's played before and seems pretty comfortable. So this line should be uh, fairly responsible in their own end uh, and hopefully will spark the secondary scoring uh, offensively as well. Uh, DeBrusque will be playing with Lindholm, Par Lindholm, and Brett Ritchie. So that is kind of like a de facto uh, third line. <laughs> uh, that, uh, so a bit of a tough break there for DeBrusque, not getting uh, prime line mates like he's used to, but hopefully they can make something out of what they're given there. And then uh, on the fourth line, it was Nordstrom, who will be back in the lineup uh, with Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner and David Backus were uh, rotating in and out. So we'll see who uh, is the one to go there. But Nordstrom will be back for sure um, uh, for Saturday's game. Uh, sounds like Tugarask is going to start against the Blues. And Halak will go Sunday against the Rangers. So that's kind of uh, how things stand lineup-wise heading into the weekend. Anders Bjork back up. Uh, for one game at least. I don't know if they might bring Krejci back for Sunday's game uh, against the Rangers or or keep him uh, resting and get him back to as close to 100% as possible for Tuesday's game against the uh, San Jose Sharks, as I mentioned. So yeah, that's kind of the lay of the land in Bruins practice today. Now just looking at where the Blues and Rangers stand it, right now, after uh, the first uh, few games here this season, the St. Louis Blues, uh, they're currently 5-2-3 through 10 games. Uh, so not, you know, lighting up the league by any means, but off to a decent start. They do have only a plus-one goal differential. They've scored 32, allowed uh, 31. Um, so not quite as tight defensively as we saw in, in the finals, maybe. But of course, it's it's early days yet. Uh, the Rangers, they are three, four, and one uh, so far this season, with a minus two goal differential, uh, 25-4, 27-7 against. So uh, the Rangers uh, may be the easier opponent this weekend, but of course the Bruins will be on the second half of a back-to-back and having traveled a little bit to get to New York after Saturday's game. Blues will likely be without Vladimir Tarasenko. He suffered an injury on Thursday evening, I believe, and it looks like he will be out, or could be out rather, for that one. He uh, is averaging a point per game with three goals and seven assists through 10 games. Braden Shen leads the Blues in scoring with eight goals and three assists through the first 10 games of the season. As far as the Rangers go, they are led in scoring by Mika Zibanejad. He has four goals and seven assists through eight games. He did have, I believe, eight points through his first two games, so he's tailed off a little bit. Artemi Panarin, uh, he leads the team with five goals. He's got two assists. Um, And then uh, Tony D'Angelo, Ryan Strom, uh, guys like that are falling in behind there. Rookie sensation, Capo Caco. He only has one goal and one assist through it those eight games, so he might be due to break out. Those are just some players to keep an eye on in those uh, two games coming up over the weekend. The Bruins were addressing uh, having to play the Blues earlier on the season after game seven ended last year. Uh, Brandon Carlo, for one, he said, you can't hang on to the past. I think we're feeling pretty good in here. We're not going to let that affect us anymore so it looks like 
The Bruins are trying to move on, even though some of us, including myself, still having a hard time getting over how last season ended and, and what could have been uh, if things had gone just a little bit different in Game 7. But, um, you know, the past is the past. The Bruins are looking forward. So should we. And uh, so far, so good for the Bruins to begin this season. So, yes, two games on tap this weekend. I'm sure we will all enjoy them. Again, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins, where I will no doubt be sending out some hilarious tweets and poignant observations about our hockey team. Uh, Coming up, we're going to take a look at 3 Up, 3 Down, which is a weekly segment here on the Lockdown Boston Bruins podcast where we uh, just pinpoint a few Bruins who are trending upwards, a couple who are trending downwards, and... uh, Then after that, of course, we'll take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. All right, it's time now for Three Up, Three Down. This is a weekly look at uh, three Bruins who are trending upwards, three who are trending downwards at this point in time. Uh, Upwards, very easy to pinpoint a couple players. The first is, of course, David Pasternak. He leads the NHL with 10 goals through nine games. He's the only player to date with 10 goals. Uh, He also has 17 total points, which is good for a point-per-game average of uh, 1.89, and that is tops in the NHL. He's ahead of Connor McDavid, uh, who has an average of 1.82. John Carlson has an average of 1.75. Leon Dreisaitl, 1.73 to round out the top four. Uh, So just a sparkling start to the season so far for Pasternak. Uh, Can't be overstated how important he has been for this team so far. And uh, if I was voting today, even though I don't get a vote, and it's incredibly early, David Pasternak would be a Hart Trophy finalist for sure. Uh, The next guy trending upwards is Brad Marchand. He has nine uh, assists to go with five goals for a total of 14 points through nine games. He is actually uh, the fifth player on the NHL's points per game leaderboard at 1.56. He and uh, Pasternak just appear to be making magic every time uh, they're out on the ice, and uh, it's been incredible to see them uh, do their thing, and, uh, you know, hopefully they just keep it up and uh, just dominate the competition all year long. And trending upwards again, for now, I'll say uh, just Andrews Bjork getting an opportunity to play alongside Coyle and Heinen for at least one game here uh, coming up against the St. Louis Blues. It's not a, a gimme game by any stretch. Uh, so he he played well against Toronto on Tuesday. He was sent down as kind of a paper transaction, but he's brought back up uh, due to David Krejci's injury. Uh, he may get uh, one or two games uh, at the very least here this weekend under his belt especially if he puts in a good showing alongside those two players. Uh, He's been very good to start the season with uh, the Providence Bruins. Many were suggesting that maybe he should stay down a bit just to gain some more confidence and get his scoring touch back. But um, I believe, you know, players want to be in the NHL performing at the highest level, and um, he's going to do everything that he can, I believe, to uh, stick with this team for the long term. Three down, three players trending downwards for the Boston Bruins. One would be Carson Kuhlman. He's injured uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Prior to his injury, he had failed to record a single point. Uh, 
through eight games. He did have 13 shots on goal. He does have speed and skill and was creating chances, but unfortunately he was not able to find the back of the net. And this injury will only, uh, you know, obviously keep him from hitting the score sheet anytime soon. So kind of a, a disappointing uh, beginning to the season for Carson Kuhlman, and we hope that he can come back soon and uh, make uh, an impression on his teammates, on the coaching staff, and on management, and uh, you know, stick with the team long term because he does have uh, potential to be uh, dynamic and put up some good numbers. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, trending down as well, just for his role with the team, his contract, his lack of production. Um, I don't want to harp on this too much and, and you know, get too down on David Backus's play, but his presence on the team is uh, just not overly helpful at this point. Um, and if the Bruins could in any way rid themselves from his contract, uh, it would be a miracle. But unfortunately, they're stuck with it for the time being. Um, he's appeared in five games, uh, no points to his name, and only uh, 10 shots on the season so far. Um, so, yeah, David Backus, not really uh, my favorite player right now. And it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, he's obviously it's not unfortunate for him that he has that uh, contract, but um, it's easy for fans and observers to kind of get down on that and to see what a kind of a mistake that was on Sweeney's part and B where that money could be better used. Uh, but you know, he's here for now and hopefully the Bruins can get uh, something out of him uh, while he is indeed on the roster. He is uh, in five on five play. He has the third lowest Corsi percentage on the team with 45.35 and, um, yeah, just like I said, he doesn't have the speed uh, to keep up with the opposition. Uh, he can't, doesn't have the speed to use that physical edge because he just, quite frankly, can't catch the opposition in order to lay the body on them. And uh, he's been on the ice for one goal for, three against, um, which, yeah, not great for uh, David Backus at this point. He's not really going to get much power play time either. Uh, so he's my second entry on three up, three down. Finally, I'd put Sean Corrali. Actually, he's had a bit of a rough start to the season. He's bottom of the barrel when it comes to Corsi percentage at 43.5. I know he does get a lot of defensive zone starts, um, but still he um, has not looked particularly great in his own zone. I know there was that one play against the Maple Leafs where he got all twisted up and coughed up the puck and the Bruins were directly scored on. Um, and he's not really coming up clutch with uh, those kind of goals that we've seen from him in the past. In fact, he, uh, let's see here, he has yet to score this season. He has three assists through nine games. So I'd like to see a bit more from Sean Corrali. It's a luxury to have him on the fourth line when he's playing up to his potential. Uh, we talked earlier in the week about how the Bruins acquired him in the Martin Jones trade and got really great value out of that deal, and he's a big reason for that. Um, so we'll see if he can pick up his game and become the kind of, uh, yeah, fourth-line center that they need from him, kind of aggressive forechecking, uh, getting the puck out of his own zone, 
and uh, creating the odd offensive opportunity now and then. So that's three up, three down for this week. If you uh, agree, disagree, feel free to um, make your opinion known on Twitter. Who do you think is trending up for the Bruins these days? Who's trending down? What kind of roster changes need to be made? Uh, Send me a message at LO underscore Boston Bruins or email the show at LockedOnBostonBruins at gmail.com. And to close out today's show, as we do every day, just take a quick look around the NHL, things to watch this weekend, some news and notes from around the league. Uh, This was a bit of a shorter episode, but the Bruins haven't played in a couple days, and we're kind of just sitting back waiting for them to get back into action. I mentioned the lineup notes off the top, and uh, Monday's show will be packed looking back at the two games that they played. And then on Tuesday, we'll look uh, forward to their game against the San Jose Sharks. So, uh, yeah, the, the Bruins have had a few days off here from game action. And uh, so it's been a bit of a slower week here on the podcast, but it'll pick up as they get back in action, like I mentioned. Um, tonight, Patrick Marlowe will make his return to Toronto, where he will play the Maple Leafs. It will be his 1500th career game. Uh, if you'll remember... Um, Marlowe signed a big three-year deal with the Maple Leafs a couple of summers ago, and then he was uh, bought out. No, he was actually traded to the Carolina Hurricanes along with a first-round pick who bought him out, and therefore he was a free agent and was able to sign uh, with the Sharks. So the Leafs, uh, it's pretty hilarious today. Mike Babcock on Twitter basically admitted that they never – uh, foresaw him playing this third year, and uh, he wasn't willing to take a th- two-year deal, so they signed him with a three-year deal, and now they will not have a first-round pick of their own in 2020 uh, because they had to toss that in to get him uh, to Carolina where they were able to buy him out. So uh, you hate to see it. Leafs without a first-round pick, that might come back to bite them as well when they – Come to the trade deadline if they're looking to shore things up for a playoff run, but oh well, not our problem. Also this weekend is uh, the Heritage Classic, which will be played between the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets, uh, live from Regina, Saskatchewan. Regina, experience Regina. Anybody of the fan of the J&M podcast will remember that tune. Um, so that should be, I don't know, interesting. For those of you who are into outdoor games, Canadian teams, um, yeah, I don't know. Just thought it was worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, Tarasenko out of the lineup, as I mentioned, or he was injured last night, so he may not be playing against the Bruins on Saturday, which would be uh, you know, good news for Boston, considering they're without David Krejci and uh, yeah, kind of level the playing field that way. A couple of trade reports, rumors to keep an eye on. Uh, talks between Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. This is according to Pierre Lebrun from TSN's Insider Trading last night. Looks like there has been some dialogue, uh, but he's nowhere close to making a decision on a contract extension or even taking things to the next level. So he hauled probably waiting to see how the Devils uh, proceed here in the next few weeks, if they can build 
and turn things around from their bad start. Uh, I mention this only because Hall has been mentioned as a potential trade deadline uh, candidate. And, I mean, obviously it would be amazing if the Bruins were able to get in on that uh, for the home stretch here. Um, so, yeah, Taylor Hall's situation until he is either traded or re-signs with the Devils, that will be a something to keep an eye on um, all season long. Uh, it's probably wishful thinking to suggest that he may uh, come to Boston at some point this season, but, um, you know, Sweeney has been known to be active at the trade deadline to take big swings. Rick Nash a couple years ago bringing in Coyle and Johansson last year. So, I don't know, just something worth keeping an eye on um, as the season goes on. So that has been the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast for today, Friday, October 25th. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for taking the time to be part of the Locked On Boston Bruins community. We are a daily Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. Follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. And uh, I'll be looking for you all there during the games on the weekend, as I'll sure be tweeting from uh, both of those accounts over the weekend, watching the Bruins games. Uh, yeah, like, like I said, it's been a couple days off here. I'm excited to get back to watching this team and uh, see if they can improve on uh, their pretty great start to date. Uh, so again, thank you so much for listening. Take care, friends. Have a great weekend, and uh, please rate, review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every day. Talk to you later, friends.